A reminder to all citizens, inspect your neighbor's faces closely. If there is any sign of blood on the eyelids or cheeks, you must notify one of the city watch. Early stages of the plague involve coughing and fever, and can often be remedied through the liberal consumption of Sokolov's elixir. Once bleeding from the eyes occurs, death is inevitable. All suspicions of plague, regardless of severity, must be reported. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things throughout time and the wonderful city of Dunwall. Today, I am joined by Vito. Vito, how you doing, man? Doing great. How you doing? Happy to be here. I'm doing good. Awesome. Yeah. So obviously by our intro, guys, uh, you heard uh, we're going to the city of Dunwall today. We're going to be talking about 2012's action adventure game developed by Arcane Studios, Dishonored. Um, before we get into the episode, um, Vito, uh, you're a returning guest, so I don't know if anybody, if you guys ever met Vito before, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Vito. Yeah, uh, I, I was previous guest on the uh, the Hellboy episode uh, from a few months back. Um, but yeah, I also have uh, my own podcast, Not Your Father's Movies. Uh, Jesse's also been on here talking about uh, yeah. Settlers of Catan, and you've that been on our show a couple times at this point, too, Yep, talking uh, yeah. Hellboy 2, and then... Uh, an upcoming one that I'm because of release dates, I'm not sure if it will have come out when this does. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, like this will come out probably almost next month, halfway through next month. So you got as long as it's you're good. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It, it's, so, so David came on the show to talk about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, on Stranger Tides, and Dead Men Tell No Tales, all in one. It was a mega sode. It was something it was, else. It was quite a it was quite a turdy episode, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. It was. Uh... <laughs> it's just... It was a lot of rage, uh, a lot of uh, yep. confusion, <laughs> talking about how yep. bad those movies are. <laughs> right. We definitely raged against the Pirates franchise. I will, I will straight up admit to that. that. But that was a fun time, man. I had a blast. You know, even though I was kind of in a, uh, a sleep-deprived, rattled haze, it was still a blast, though. I had a good time. I, so. I think it actually was the best time for you to do it because it was just like free association. You were just unbounded. You know, you were on the astral plane oh. just pulling down insults I didn't know about before. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty epic. I'll be honest with you. I remember half of it because <laughs> i was just i was just amped up on caffeine and i'm just like you could see me kind of like kind of starting to fall asleep and i'm like man i know i've had like three cups of coffee already but if i don't if i drink anymore i'm not gonna be able to fall asleep even if i'm like in that state but but yeah that was a blast and we had uh you had a, we had another guest on there too what was his name again i, uh, pro- I apologize it was it was our, it was uh, our buddy let um letney yeah i'm sorry i was trying to remember his name i remember started a l, l and i was like it's not lenny because that's an awful name <laughs> anybody that is named lenny is awful but letney yeah he was actually a pretty nice guy yeah. was, he, he man when he's got started he was kind of quiet at the beginning but when he started got talking about how like he was super enthusiastic about it. i'm like Mac, Mac, this dude is like super into pirates and i'm like god bless him because <laughs> because i'm i'm all i'm super into the first three and those last two i was just like i'm not into it but talk about stuff we were, we're super into um dishonored so is this is a, a pretty unique game uh how did you come about uh with dishonor just curiously uh i first i first played it actually on the xbox 360 um right when it came out uh it was mm-hmm. i think it was just because of the name of bethesda but me and a buddy of mine um we're just drawn to that name bethesda softworks and we just saw this and we're like yeah okay fine we'll just try it and it, it, it captivated me just immediately. So I've played it on Xbox 360. I've played it on PC. I've played it on PlayStation 4. Like, And I've owned it, I think, four or five times, just to different discs that have come across. Because I've just played this on and off in the 10 years since it's come out. Uh, like about every two years or so, I'll find my way back to this original Dishonored. Uh, I don't know what it is about it. I, maybe it's the world, or the colors. Just everything looks so unique. And I've never seen this kind of world before, these kind of mechanics. And yeah, even now replaying it for this show, I, I I was drawn in again. I was like, man, I like this place. I like Corvo. I like these powers. Like, what am I? I'm going to blink over here. Now I just have the missions just memorized. They, they take me no time at all. And I know all the that's critical a- paths and... Yeah. That's awesome, dude. So that's that's a great kind of uh, idea because they like we're talking about all the the different the setting. So it's it's we'll get into it later. But it's like it's crazy once you uh, figure out like where they get all their inspiration from. So Arcane Studios actually is the guys that they make this. 
and they take a bunch of amalgamations of different like European settings and they kind of like smush them together. And it's great. And we'll, we're going to get into that a little bit more. So obviously you said you, you've played this several times, uh, first off on the 360. So you've been, you've been kind of a little bit of a gamer, uh, for a while. Obviously like most guys of our age, yeah. um, we, we, we started back, you know, a while ago, but I mean, obviously as you get older and you get a family kind of tapers off a little bit in your time that you have <laughs> free time it shrinks yeah. considerably yeah so you you've been so you you played on the 360 what else what else have you been playing uh since then or what did you used to play a lot of i uh i, I started way back in the day with the ps1 i got when i was five or six years old and had a had a ps2 had an xbox had an xbox 360 had a PlayStation 4, which I still have. I, I mean, as as with most people, I'm looking for a PlayStation 5, but I don't know oh when I'll God. find one. <laughs> Dude, I would I, I would sell my left kidney for a PlayStation 5 right, right now, probably. Now. Exactly. <laughs> just, just right now. Dude, I was so mad. Jack, Jackie was so mad at me. She's like, I, I, I was looking at some like sketchy sites a while back. I was just like, I'm like, maybe this will be great. And it's just like, Come, you be friend with us forever. We give you PS5, <laughs> sell kidney for 800. And you're it's like, like, that's a, seems great. That's a deal. That's a, what, that's are you, a, what are we doing? It's a great. They're showing pictures of it. And it's like, obviously, the, the stand is made out of cardboard. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not even the actual like console. I'm like, this is real. I've got my hopes up so hard. I just want it that bad. Could you send me those links? Got, I, I, I want to visit those myself. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. You know, just click on them. No ransomware. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know? Yeah. That'd be, you know, that'd be a horrible conversation. Try to talk to your wife when she pops your laptop open and she's just like, what is all of this? <laughs> it's just like, you know, porn ads. So everywhere. much of just it. Like, oh, oh. I just want a PS5. That's all. But so right now yeah. I'm still stuck on playing my PS4 and playing on my, uh, I have, I have a fairly okay PC that I'm talking to you through. Um, so the, the Xbox Game Pass has been really helpful. Uh, Steam is always great. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think just in terms of like playing stuff, I, I've been playing um, just like you, actually. I've been working my way through the Master Chief Collection. Yes. Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun. Um, revisiting Halo for the first time since I was a kid and playing it again. Like it's the sense memory of the levels comes back so quickly. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, I remember this one wow, I really remember this one, but it looks better than it's ever looked, you know? Yeah. Um, but another one I've been playing a, is uh, is my friend Pedro. Have you played this? I've seen it. I have not grabbed it, though. It looks really fun. It's actually on my uh, wish list for Steam, so it's nice. there, but I haven't gotten a hold of it. I, I would I would recommend that one. I, I've played it through twice now, um, just because the first time I did it just to complete it, and the second time now, I'm restarting levels over and over to try and get the, the specific kill shots to get my, my level. So basically, I mean, just for your listeners, my friend Pedro is about a, a killer who is a little bit deranged, who is being given directions <laughs> by, a, by a banana in his head. Uh, he has to go take down like a crime <laughs> boss and his friend Pedro, this banana, uh, is helping him out and teaching him sort of the ways around the world. And the, the leveling system and points is for how stylishly you can kill these goons with, with your guns. And, and the and simple fact that it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, kids, don't uh, take orders from a banana. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to say that right now. Unless they're good things like, go hug your mom. Nope. You know? It's just, it's a homicidal banana. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, obviously, those are the wrong kind of bananas to go after. <laughs> you want the friendly bananas, <laughs> yeah, the nice ones, the nice that encourage community service. Uh, and in a, yeah. in a way, he's doing community service. Like this, this community does not yeah. need these gangsters. <laughs> it's not wrong, and they're not helping the economy at all, really. So you know, valid point. So maybe he is a good banana in a weird roundabout way. It's all gray. It's no, it's no white and black anymore. That, it's all gray. That's what the banana would say, actually. So you're, you're right on target. We've, we've gotten all the way around. Maybe I have a banana sitting over here talking to me saying, just tell me what to say. Probably, you know, it's okay, David, just kill the bad guy. No. Anyways. So, yeah. God, I'm, that was a huge tangent there. But that's awesome, it. man. But that's awesome. Yeah. I've been looking at that one for a little while, but I, I, like you said, I have been playing the, uh, kind of starting to play the Master Chief Collection. I started playing the first Halo again. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly making my way through it. It's just trying to find the time to sit down and try and play that. I've gotten sidetracked by um, Subnautica uh, Below Zero, which my buddy James is super, super into these games. And I was hesitant about it first. And I hooked up. I I grabbed it on Steam. And it was it's a fun it's a fun little, you know, survival exploration game. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked at any uh, kind of a gameplay of it but essentially you the second one entails you falling uh going trying to find your sister on a planet that you're 
uh, company. Uh, it's called Astergo uh, Inter- Intergalactic. They basically send you to planets to try to find if there's resources or if they can terraform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you've lost contact with your sister and you go rogue and go down there to try to find your sister. And it's just a whole nother like level of fun storytelling kind of stuff that they've kind of interwoven with things. And they've added a couple different little uh, gameplay mechanics that I really love. And I'm super excited to talk to James about because he has probably put about the same amount of time I have. And he's been working this last week, so I've been catching up to him. So I'm sure he'll catch up along the way. But that's mainly what I've been doing while I've Subnautica 2. Subnautica 2. It's called Subnautica uh, Below Zero is what it's called because they throw the extra element of temperature in there where if you go, it's basically the above area that you're in. Like if you go above onto the, uh, uh, the islands, it's all frozen. And so you can actually like die from hypothermia oh. unless you get a sp- special suit or a lot of stuff. So that's why it's called below zero and they have different, like different areas. So in the last one, it was always the temperature would rise. Mm-hmm. And this one, because as you go deeper and deeper into the into the ocean levels to find more and more things to build your rocket to get off the, the planet, this one, it's there's you can either get into super cold areas or super warm areas depending on where you go at, and you have to have a special suit to get around, obviously. But it's it's a blast. I like I like those kind of games every mm-hmm. once in a while. It doesn't always scratch my itch sometimes with exploration games or crafting games games, but James. He has this weird knack about finding the best like crafting games that I can actually get into nice. because some of them I just like I get bored after so long like Minecraft I can play it for a certain amount of time yeah. but I just exactly I kind of I kind of lose interest after a while but every once in a while I'll get something like this I played I'll play this probably about another you know 20 25 hours probably just going back and to buy because you have to go and you have to find all the recipes you have to scan all the stuff and then you can build all these different things and you can just go in they actually have a mode called crafting mode where you can just build your base and just like get all the that's things awesome. and reduce make it perfect so yeah that's what i said you know every once in a while you know i've got lots of extra time on my hands and i don't want to spend a lot of money so it's like i could play this for a while so but yeah nice. but yeah that's that's what i've been up to ha, i was wondering do you have any plans to try and play dishonored 2 after you get done with dishonored 1 at all uh i, I i've I already curious. beaten it um dishonored okay. I, I i had pre-ordered it back in the day because of course i was super excited and i played the yeah. um the death of the outsider as well um I, so I, I played all the dishonored stuff um oh, okay but dishonored cool. 2 i i only did it the once and i just didn't i just wasn't a big it it felt different it, and maybe it could have could have been that i played dishonored 2 on my ps4 first and i never mm-hmm. played it on the computer or the xbox and so the controller was different and it didn't feel right to me Sorry, I got a fly in here. Um, <laughs> the hell was that? Uh, no, <laughs> it's okay. We'll get it out. It just didn't feel right to me, and I kind of want to try it now that I have the keyboard and the computer that can handle it. And maybe I'll like it again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but some of the powers were good. I, I don't know. I was just like, I just like want to. I want to play the older one. <laughs> it, it did feel so. Yeah, I will agree with you. It did feel a little bit off. And obviously, we're going to get into it a little bit more about all the other stuff, but all the the heavy, what made it so great. But it just didn't feel like it had the same vibe as the first yeah. one. I, it just it just felt a little off. And we'll we'll get into that. We're going to get into this a little bit more. But talking about that, what being as you are uh, have most recently played it played it. Um, what stood out about this game the most just before we start really digging our teeth into it? What stood about what, what stood out to this? What stood out about the game the most to you? Um, I like, and so we, we started to see this a lot with stuff published by Bethesda Softworks, uh, the two handed nature, right? We started to see this in a lot of shooters as well as the the fact that you can have one hand with a gun or a sword and one hand that does magic. Right. (laughs) And that, that became a really big thing. But I think in 2012, it was, it was really kind of newer and it was exciting that this was happening because like i think halo 2 might have been the first big one to do a two-hander but that was always two guns you know you didn't have a hand that could do something else and so with this one with all the abilities you can unlock there's like a ton there's a ton of things you can unlock in here um but especially that blink the blink the crouching you know you get really really quiet so the blink is the system of, of teleporting over short or slightly longer distances if you level it up and that to me really stood out because I played so many Assassin's Creed games. I played so many of these like sneaky, stealthy assassin games. And it takes you forever to get forever. to wherever you want. It takes, <laughs> and sometimes I would just blink, just like when you're swimming. Like I hate, I hate the swimming. Let's just blink, and you just get you get <laughs> through it really quickly. Uh, 
And that's something that I've noticed after playing, every time I finish playing this game is I miss Blink all the time in every other game. Like this game would be so much better if I could just teleport a little bit. <laughs> Not even far, just like 10 feet, just to speed up this process. Um, yeah, just just anything. Yeah, and so it's that mechanic, specifically that one, that really stands out to me as something really strong that um, I haven't really seen in other places. Yeah, you don't really so you don't really see that in a lot of different games now. Like nowadays, you have it's almost commonplace uh, to see in some of the newer stuff, especially if it's a first person type shooter. They usually do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But Bethesda is really the foe. They're really the, the the company that really pioneered that kind of gameplay with, especially with Bioshock was the first one they really pushed on. Right. You have that uh, plasmid, and then you right. have whatever weapon you're you're doing at the time. Um, Love and the plasmid. It was just. Oh my god, dude! That's that was one of my favorite games of all time. James has never really gotten all the way through, but I, mean, I I love. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he 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 makes me cry sometimes, but like I said, he 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 is definitely got. Uh, he, I don't know if he's a little more ADD than I am sometimes, <laughs> but, but but if it really doesn't, but I guess that that's the thing with most games, you know, it's like if it really doesn't hook you right away. Yeah. It's like, do you want to, you know, drop all that time into it and and not like it and finish it? Right. You know, it's like, why would you want to waste your time? I usually, I'm kind of the same way. If like, if I spend like six or seven hours in something and I don't like it, I just drop it and move on to the next thing right. normally. If even if that sometimes. And, and honestly, the first like five hours of that first Bioshock are are fairly punishing. So I, I can yeah. see, yeah. It's it's a lot more like you said. It's a more. Uh, it's not so much of a uh, combat heavy game. It's more of a exploration trying to get to where you need to be and after you like you said after you hit that five point that five hour mark you really start to get all the stuff and you can really kind of just go full tilt in either one way or the other depending on how you want to gameplay so right, right. but yeah so like you said this game was developed uh by uh, arcane studios and published by bethesda softworks um so this 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 is one of this is not Arcane's first game. They've had a lot of other little like tiny games, but mm -hmm. this is their first major hit, from what I remember. Yeah. Um. And so I'm trying to think here. Um, Arcane they are primarily a French based company. I believe they're out of actually out of France. So it was kind of an interesting uh, <laughs> uh time when they were developing this because, um trying to get everything squared up because a lot of times what they would do is they would set up something and they would have the gameplay and the mechanics start up and they would have to have basically run it by Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And so I remember them, I remember watching something uh, when they had this set up, they would have basically a live, a constant 24 hour live stream with Bethesda. And basically they would try and see if anybody was up working at the time. Cause you know, <laughs> game developers are notorious for not having normal people schedules. Right. They will literally work like 12, 14, 20 hour days. And so they're like, is anybody there? Like they were just like talking to them into the, into the cameras. Like anybody there? We have a question about this. You know, like what about this? What about that? You know, and it was just, it's just kind of an interesting kind of dynamic. That, that would be super stressful. Think. I would hate that. Oh, oh God. Yeah. And they would go back and back and forth all the time. You know, can you imagine even just, you know, between the two of us, you're in California, I'm in, in Missouri. That's, that's two hour time difference. Yeah. I can only imagine trying to do like I remember there's you know the only time I've ever kind of run across this there was a uh, a nice uh, lady um, that I was trying to do a podcast with over in Germany at the time and it's just it's impossible to try to get together with somebody in that time because it's literally just complete opposite like time <laughs> schedules and I'm like if I'm ever on nights I could do that this would be great you know I could sit down and talk to her but I can I can just couldn't imagine but somehow these guys were able to pull this off and they were, they did it in such a, a short amount of time. So like I said, it was, they announced this in uh, 2011 um, and, but they actually bought arcane back in 2010. So I'm assuming they started it back in 2010. The reason they bought them is, was like, they had this in mind. Mm -hmm. So in a two year cycle, they had this game made. Um, that's pretty quick for a triple a game yeah um, i would call this i would call this a triple a game the level of detail is really intense you know that that oh, yeah. springs to mind immediately like this game even if like even if you just critical path it there's only like eight chapters and it really shouldn't take you maybe even more let's say 20 hours if you have a medium difficulty right mm -hmm. um but if you want to do anything else you know if you want to collect any runes or bone charms to make things easier if you want to read any of the books or the notes or just try to do oh something instead of just kill everyone then it's going to take you some time. 
I I will love slash hate Bethesda and Arcane for years because they're so bad about putting this these lore things in there. Uh-huh. So I picked this up from my buddy Cole because he he's a huge Bethesda guy. So he got me hooked on um, uh, Fallout Three. Yeah, and he's like, make sure you just like make sure you look around and read everything. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, you know I'm, that's that won't be too bad. And I start looking around and I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> Sorry, part of my French, but I was just like, "You're an asshole yeah. for making me like trying to like read everything." And so I kind of like it ingrained in me like, mm-hmm. learn as much about the world as you can, and it's great. But it takes like twenty five plus hours yes. to get through a game that should be eight hours. Yes. <laughs> it's it's great though, but that's where you get some of this rich like culture and this rich tapestry of the world and this environment that arcane built mm-hmm. it's something that just like springs from their mind and and just seeing where they get their inspirations from so where do you think you get i i, I mean i'm, I'm I, I know the answer to this, <laughs> but i want to see if you know this so where do you think they get a lot of their inspirations from like city of dunwall where would you where would you think that's from city of dunwall reminds me a lot of of like industrial age london um and I, I like though the the combination of stuff like we have the pub district right, which is clearly like Irish, Scottish, something like that. They even have like the red hair and they have the accent on a couple of the characters. <laughs> and then you have the stuff that uh, you know the whaling stuff, which seems kind of Norse, um, seems northern, and some parts of it even feel a little French. And I I, I like that point that you made about everything kind of smushing together because it feels like no matter where you go like oh here's like this little extension of this and here's this extension of this and like trying to find the lore about all those and see how they can all combine it together they never really like truly do in all the notes yeah but the 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 quest is fun you know (laughs) no absolutely and they you're like on point there for like 95 percent of that the only one that was different was like the whaling stuff Mm -hmm. so they really start to push that that's um that area comes mostly from uh russian oh cool type style stuff and they really start to kind of like uh they even say that in the documentary that i was watching a while back that they uh really wanted to emphasize because once you once you go into that district they have such a huge uh wage so that's the area where you go to the uh masquerade yeah and so you see the huge uh disparity between the lower classes and the upper classes and they were like this is what we want to have that as and that's a, that is just straight out of like um uh, a tolstoy Zarish, novel or something yeah like yeah, yeah czarist russia type mm-hmm. stuff where you have it's just like everybody's like you have this upper like super ultra elite class that has all these really nice things and you have the lower class that's making all the really nice ultra nice things for the upper elite yeah. class and they're you're just it's just like brimming there and they're but all these people are like oh this is this is our place in life and it's just really cool to see that they take all these little things mm-hmm. And, and kind of smoosh them together like you were saying. But I, I, that's one thing I love the most about this game mm-hmm. is just the different environments that they throw in. Constantly, it. constantly could, like shifting and changing. And yeah, it, it's, oh yeah. it's really like that level of specifically the masquerade where you have to find out which Lady Boyle is which. Um, yeah. I spent an hour, I was playing that level last night because it's one of the last ones. But I spent an hour just <laughs> walking up to people, crouching real quick, taking their purse and standing back up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hello. <laughs> They're like, wow, you're really, you're really serious. You have, you have a Corvo mask on, yeah. man. That's pretty dark. And you're like, yes. <laughs> crouch, yes. steal, crouch, steal. I'm just watching Every time I saw a pouch, I was like, crouch, steal, crouch, steal. <laughs> you're like, and you're like stealing, like it's like three gold yeah. coins. You're like, these guys are cheap, mother, you know, they like, are. what the heck? They you are, know? but I, you're like, oh. you think they'd have like bags of gold, but they don't. It's just like nothing. It, but yeah, it, I like that. That was one of my favorite levels too, actually. It's so much fun. It's so interactive. And like the mystery over which, which, because all the Boyle sisters are wearing different colors. You have to figure out who is who and where, where they need to go. Are you going to kill them? Or are you going to knock one out and dump her on a rowboat? Which is what I did. So if you, uh, if you play that, it was funny. There was another little tidbit I got from the uh, documentary from Arcane is, that is so each when you when you play that masquerade mm-hmm. super spoilers guys if you guys haven't you know played this yet if you haven't go out and play it um that the whichever boil sister you have to choose is actually the one you're looking for it's randomly generated it rotates mm-hmm. and like they change their personalities and the color schemes all the time and so every gameplay every ga- uh playthrough you go through it's a different it, it's a different one which is i didn't know that i was yeah. thought you know most games they train you it's this specific person you're looking for but they the the fact they had the foresight to say we want to make it randomized 
So it's harder for people to play this. And so it's different every time, essentially. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. It is. I I, I was really amazed. Really that they ahead were able of its time, that. too. Oh, yeah. You know, like they didn't they don't have that in any of the other Bethesda games, which I talking about that like you know i know we're already kind of diving into the gameplay a little bit which is something i just love about it but they basically take what bethesda already has with like rpgs and kind of elevate it with a uh kind of it's not really randomization but it has this this path of you have your choices kind of matter and they definitely it's not always gonna every every you know what's the way what's the terminology i'm looking for it Basically, your actions will have a reaction within the world mm-hmm. and will change things. Right. And that's not always the case in a lot of games. A lot of games, it's like you have, you know, one action. You can either kill somebody or leave them alone or talk to them. You know, nothing really big. There's a very limited amount of paths. Even Bethesda, even other Bethesda games, you know, we could go, you know, one way or the other, depending on if you're chaotic or, you know, order or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's always a very specific linear path. And this game they have a very, you know, myriad, like they very muddy the waters, uh, like all the different areas you can do. And I just thought that was amazing that they wrote all these different things out to try to, because there's so many different things you can do. Like, so like, you remember the very first uh, scene where, um, not the very first scene, it's like right after you kind of get sent after your first mission to kill somebody where the, uh, the wine and the goblets are poisoned. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that one, you know, one of them's poisoned. You can actually destroy the glasses. And, I did, and it's just like, see, that's yeah. isn't that crazy? Yeah, I had no idea. I I had played like like you said like four or five times, and I never knew you could do that. Yeah, I just did I that. Never done that. Before. I just did that this last time because uh, I was at, at this point just done it so many times, and I was like, I, I'm just gonna mess with this. Like, let's just let's just try. Let's just try. And you do it, and you're like, oh, oh okay, that that's an option. <laughs> don't remember that from the last 10 years of me playing this game <laughs> yeah really and then he just goes off and just stabs the guy later yep. you're just like oh that's 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 kind of shit <laughs> <laughs> exactly but he's still i mean you could have just done that to begin with but i guess you know this is a little bit less that's a little bit less muddy mm-hmm. you know to try to try to stab somebody but but yeah you know i mean i'm just gonna gush about the gameplay for so long so let's let's shout out some of the folks that were involved in this game i i want to do that real quick so Obviously, you've got the 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 script in front of you. So we have obviously Arcane Studios, but there's so many different actors that were involved in this. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you if you know any of these names. <clears throat> seeing as you're a movie guy, mm. um, you have uh, Susan Sarandon, you have Brandon Dorf, or sorry, Brad Dorf, Carrie Fisher, Michael Madsen, John Slattery, uh, Lena Headey, uh, Chloe Grace uh, Mortez, Moretz. Uh, Moretz, yeah. I apologize. See, that's that's why I'm not allowed to talk because my wife says <laughs> no, I, actually, I can't. I know all these people. Um, exactly. I love all these people. And actually, uh, I have physically bumped into Lena Headey at a supermarket before. Um, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, she's surprisingly small, uh, surprisingly short. I can, I can see that. But it was so shocking because I'm rounding this corner and I and I bump into this woman who's, who's very small and I'm not the tallest guy, but even by my standards, she was small. And I, I hit her and I was like, oh, excuse me. And I look at her and I, my first thought was, wow, she's gorgeous. And my second thought was, holy shit, it's Cersei Lannister. <laughs> she's going to kill me. She will order. You see the hound pop out of nowhere. Exactly. And just like cut you down. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and she was really nice, though, very polite. And she walked away. And I just remember standing there, like watching her leave going. That was Cer- that was Lena Headey. That was Lena Headey just by just bumped into. And I, <laughs> I went and I told someone else who worked at the store. I was like, Lena Headey's in there. And they said, yeah, we know. And, and they, they showed me. Their, they, don't, they don't care at all. No, they, they showed me their monitor. <laughs> and like, they're, they're watching them like, watch her the store. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of creepy thing I would do. But more, the, the, see, this is how it would go with me. If like my wife would be in the store, would store with me and I would do that and I would just stare and my wife would probably smack me and say, stop staring, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, exactly. Let, let her live in peace. Uh, yeah, she's a normal person too. It's just like I see. That's the kind of thing. I like. I had that experience with the uh, with like Nathan Fillion oh, nice. because I was at a super nice dude, and I'm just staring at him. I'm like, I'm like, you're Mal, you're you're Mal. That's cool. I like I like you. You're a nice guy. You're pretty cool. And he's just like, thanks. I was a super awkward teenager at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. And so he's just, and he was just like, 
nice to meet you like shakes my hand signs his, my my poster or whatever it was and he's just like have a nice day david <laughs> it's just like real nice kind of calm you, like you know my name you're you're, you're giving you're giving me the creepy eyes so we're gonna like just move you down the line <laughs> <laughs> the, the security officer tackles you because you're you, we have like a stand situation <laughs> yeah i was like i'm leaning closer trying to sniff his hair and he's just like oh, oh no it's like in a, like in a piece i will recreate you <laughs> it's just like in a lab <laughs> You know, there's people like that out of there, course. man. You know there is. That'd be that would be awful. But but yeah, they had some like top notch uh, voice actors for this, and this is before a lot of these guys were uh, really big. I mean, other than like Susan Sarandon and uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I mean, well, like John, Sla- well, like John Slattery, right, right at this point yeah. was in Mad Men. Um, yeah, this is like. The height of it, I would consider this like top of his career, in my opinion. I, 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 I mean, you got to shout out Spotlight guy. He's in Spotlight in 2015. Yeah, okay, I might say that. But then we got okay, uh, Brad Dourif though. I mean, he probably peaked with Worm Tongue, but we got to. Sh- I would think we so. got to shout out Child's Play. You know, he's been Chucky for forever. Oh, oh God, it, this is I have awful memories of that movie. So <laughs> it's so much fun. My dad, my dad watched that. Was watching that one time when I was really young. I was like maybe like three or four oh, man and i remember my mom was like you can't be in the living room always watching this and she's like always you know hype moms are like turn that off and he's like oh, i'm almost done with it and you know it's <laughs> like i'm like i'm peeking around i peek around the corner and she doesn't see me and it's like right at the time like chucky like pops out and he's got a knife and he like tries to kill somebody <laughs> i scream just <laughs> run out of the room and of course i run to my bedroom which is probably the most intelligent thing at the time because not i i'm sharing the room with my sister who's like just a year older than i am mm-hmm. And there are just stuffed animals everywhere and like like dolls and toys. And I'm just like, I'm like huddled in the corner away from them. Right. Like they're going to come alive. <laughs> and my mom's like, you've traumatized our child, Kurt. And he's like, you know how dads are like, I turn our dang thing off. <laughs> I was just like, oh, but there's so many moments like that. I was just like, so I refuse to this day to watch child play, child's play. Because even though I know it's not real, it's just like something in the back of my mind is just like, it's scary, David. I just I hate toys that come to life. Yeah, just awful. It's, I don't know what it is. It, it's it's a fun one. Maybe someday when you get back to it. But Brad Dourif is a serial killer who, through yeah. a stroke of accident, gets lightninged into a doll. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really like that first child's play because he's um, he's so rude, and I love that Chucky is like such a little asshole <laughs> while he's killing people. <laughs> I like that a lot. But uh, Michael Madsen, um, this is like. I don't know what Michael Madsen's doing here. I, I don't know what Michael Madsen's doing anywhere, to be honest, a lot of times. I don't think Michael Madsen knows what he's doing half the time, <laughs> So, but it is what it is. So, If you look at his IMDb, it's like the most confusing IMDb I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, just looking I mean, down the he list. was in Reservoir Dogs, yep. but I mean, that's, I mean, I still love him on that. I mean, that's though. like, that's like 1992. Else, god dang yeah you ain't kidding he i think he does a lot of he does a lot of voice acting now so but i mean he's pretty much i don't think he does a lot of other things so yeah but yeah even like carrie fisher mm -hmm. okay so it's even on here i'm reading it uh she is literally just does some of the voices over the loudspeakers that's all she does and i'm like that would be a great that's i would i that's that's the kind of role i would love yeah can can i do the loud spoil i i I think I have a grating voice. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> make sure you stand in line. Do not move outside the yellow caution tape. Exactly. If you do, you'll be vaporized. And it's like, see, I can do the that. The white Easy. zone is for the loading and unloading of passengers only. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the red zone. Don't give me that shit anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, do you want to be slapped? That's right. It's just like, oh, what, what is going on here? People start looking around like WTF, but yeah, but yeah. So they get all these all these great people uh, to kind of like really uh, you know step in and and lend their voices. But not only that, they have all these uh, uh, other you know creative directors. You have um, the game creative directors. You have Raphael. uh, I'm gonna butcher this name is uh, Calantano. Calantano. Um, Calantano. So I should have asked you. You know. You know, if it's like, you know, I'm good. I'm great. I can do that. But it's just not my native tongue, man. Call Antonio. Um, <laughs> you just have to put, you put your gut into it. <laughs> I got I to gotta throw my hand around, too. That's that right, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got the Deus Ex uh, designer, uh, Ricardo Bear. Um, and that was, he was the lead uh, technical designer. And then you also have the visual direction, design director, uh, Victor Antov. 
Um, so really quick, and then I'm oh, sorry, and then the art director Sebastian uh, Mitten. So those two guys, no, is it Sebastian? Yeah, it's, Seb- it's Mitten. Um, something I read about him, his family. He actually comes from a very celebrated family of um, uh, tailors, and so that's why you have, if you look at like the designs on the tailor, all everyone has a very specific design. They do. On, and I love that kind of stuff when he does that. But that's like one little tidbit I, I just wanted to throw in there because you don't see that they, very they often. They actually look like clothes, right? Which is yeah. which is really weird for a video game because sometimes you'll see them and you're like, because usually the character models would be so outlandish that it doesn't even resemble clothes. It just kind of looks like skin because the guy's yeah. like a huge, like in like, uh, what's his name? The main guy in Wolf uh, in Wolfenstein. Oh, um, oh, you're having, of course, you're just bringing um Barton, Barton, Barton. BJ Blazkowicz. BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah. But see, he's, he's, we got there. <laughs> he's so big, right? And he's like such a chunky dude that he doesn't look real. But all the people in this, <laughs> like, they're a little exaggerated, a little cartoony, but yep. they, they feel real. And so it feels like they're actually wearing clothes. And all that you can see the stitching, you can see the lapels. You're like, dang, I wish I could look like one of these guys. Like the costume yeah, really. is great. It's phenomenal. And that's why I really saw a real little part of me really wish they would have done like either a TV series, like an animated series or even a movie about this. I would be down with that. Absolutely. Like who cares about um, the uh, Uncharted movie with Tom Holland? No. I don't. Who cares about that? It looks dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's He's just a, a Indiana Jones knockoff. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, I want to see this. Give me I whale oil. It. Give me the whale That's oil right. power, baby. I want to see that I the can... runes and the outsider. This shit's weird. Yep. I know. It is so bizarre. So let's let's get into that. So like so let's talk about the storyline. So and this whole world that's built around. So this like we were saying earlier. This place takes uh, the story uh, dishonored takes place in the industrial city of Dunwall, where you have this, you know, this weird uh, interconnection of technology, like industrial technology, like turn of the century industrial technology and magic, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And somehow it kind of like fits and you have a uh, it's all set in kind of this industrial European uh, setting. Um, and Dunwall is uh, ruled by an oppressive ro- regime that came to power following the assassination of the Empress and the kidnapping of her daughter. And Corvo, who is the main character in our in our uh, plot, is actually the uh, bodyguard of the Empress. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is he tries to try and locate the daughter, who is the heir to the throne, and put her right back up onto the heir, heir uh, onto the throne as the heir. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a redemption arc, a little bit for sure. So, but yeah. So, he, he, do you want to kind of uh, describe how do you? Yeah, since you've you've played recently, um, he kind of goes through. He kind of where where does he go after uh, the queen or the empress is assassinated? Do you remember? Yeah, he gets. Um... He gets framed essentially for this, right? Yeah. Um, it, it happens very quickly in the game. You come in, uh, you see the Empress, you see the child Emily. There's a very strong implication that this is definitely your daughter, and that the Empress yeah. is. You're definitely with the Empress in a in a much more than a professional way. Uh, He's definitely a Kevin Costner bodyguard kind of guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then these assassins come. You try and fight them off. You're unsuccessful. She dies girl's taken you are immediately arrested they're like well you're here with the body of the empress you did it for sure it was you corvo loyal servant to the throne (laughs) that's how detective work works that's how it works exactly so you're there and you had a blade so you actually spend a good amount of time in prison that's the first place you have to break out is a colgate um the toothpaste prison it's it's it's, (laughs) could not understand why they named it that (laughs) they just as torture they just brush your teeth they're like get in there have you have you have you cleaned your molars today there's like stop you're wearing away the enamel on my teeth stop it that's a good madsen that's a good madsen nice going yeah Uh, you gotta you just gotta get gravelly right in there get down uh so you break out from colgate and you hook up with the resistance it turns out that there's a number of people that want to overthrow this government that has overthrown the Empress. They want to reinstate Emily and oh, yeah. a number of political assassinations that you need to undergo. There's a, there's the, there's a Lydia Boyle or not Lydia. Actually it's, it's a Boyle. It changes, but there is a Boyle lady Boyle who is funding some parts of the government. There's another person, two people who are sort of controlling like the pleasure district. There's, 
there's a lot of players in the game. And with your buddies, you have to go and decide, are you going to kill these people or are you going to assassinate them by other means? Um, And that's and kind of springboarding off that that kind of like jumps into because we don't want to ruin the game too much if you guys haven't played it the storyline because it's really good um the that kind of springboards into the gameplay mechanics of this how do you want to complete your quest yeah because a lot of a lot of games especially with bethesda games are like go do a b and c and then go back to a and you turn in your quest yep. and you're good it's just you know cycle go through this has a weird gameplay mechanic of order and chaos that basically depending on how you decide to complete the quest depends on how it changes your environment like i was saying earlier and you can go this do this whole game essentially without killing anyone you don't don't have to kill a single person except for i think the assassin at the in the very opening scene i think you always have to kill that guy or else he'll kill you um yeah but apart from that you can do you can do no kill and you can also do ghost which is never being detected at all which i if you i don't know if you were able to do that nope. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not, I wouldn't even be interested in that that would take so long i know right that's i was trying to figure out how to do it like I, i've tried a couple times and i get through like the first and second act and i'm like oh this is pretty easy and once you hit kind of that, that third act i'm just like it just like it just the the, the difficulty level just scoots yeah. up and i'm like okay you know i'm good i'm done there's like, i'm there's just like, gonna kill there's nowhere to hide you know yeah no you just like i'm gonna frustration kill everybody that's in my <laughs> i have <laughs> definitely done do. that i've definitely been like <laughs> you get far enough in your stealth streak you're feeling good you get seen yeah. you can't stop being seen and you just decide you know what i'm gonna kill everyone in this level <laughs> that's right i'm this is how i'm gonna solve my problems i'm just gonna kill everybody, everybody. <laughs> and then it says like and then at, this is part of what you're saying i think what you're building to is, yeah. is this chaos meter so you can go no chaos, low chaos, high chaos. And if you keep going in your high chaos, it will not only change the city around you, it'll alter your ending. Um, yeah. And it, it can alter it in a really big way if you like walk around like an asshole killing everyone. Um, you want to go for the low chaos because otherwise you get these these weepers, right? Yes. And the, oh my God. And these are the, the, there's a plague, by the way. There's a plague in the city. And that's what everyone's worried about. Um, and this plague is, is mostly being reduced reducing people to crying blood they're turning into zombies essentially um but with these rotting bodies everywhere there's been a lot more rats so you get attacked by rats a lot um especially if you kill a lot of people and so the more more you kill the more weepers there are the more rats there are the darker your ending kind of like bioshock I mean, it's true. And just like, do you want to save the little girls or do you want to uh, you know, absorb all their power for yourself? Exactly. You know? And like I said, that's kind of what they do in this game. They kind of build off of what Bethesda has already started a little bit. And it's really fun to watch them kind of take it in their own little direction and, and essentially kind of make it their own arcane. Um, and I, I truly love it. That's kind of why I, I, I have an argument with my, well, it's not really an argument. It's more of a conversation with my, my buddy Cole, who is super into Bethesda mm-hmm. about whether I like Bethesda more or do I like uh, the actual studio Bethesda or do I like arcane more? And I, I mean, I get, I get so torn sometimes cause I really like some of the stuff they do because they just came out with, um, I believe it was control. They came out with as well. Uh, I think our, our, I'm to arcane is not control. That's, uh, arcane just did the Wolfenstein young blood. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. See, that's, that's, and I have, mm, uh, that one's not very wow. good. I don't like that one very much. No, no, it's, it's not good at all. But then, so, um, but then if we can get the PS five, David, if we can get the PS five, we could play death loop in September. If we don't get the PS5, okay. then we won't be able to play it. All right, we'll do this. If you sell half of your left kidney and I sell half of my other left kidney, yep. we can share it and we can have like a weird uh, divorced like <laughs> marriage. Like we can have a child, a child arrangement, our PS5 arrangement yeah. where you have it for half the year and I have it for the other half the year. Exactly. <laughs> you, go back and forth. You, you get it Sunday through Wednesday, ship it Thursday <laughs> and I get it and I'll ship it on Sunday. It'll be like that, you know? super cheap makes sense we got it. yeah it's, it's great but yeah it's yeah uh but they've also um like i said this this was their first one they really did before they just dishonored they did pray that's the one i was thinking pray, of. yeah um which initially like i said that when that first came out it was kind of a, a buggy kind of mess but since then it's also on uh 
Game Pass as well, and I would highly recommend you getting a hold of that one. I like it a lot. It's kind of it's very very similar to this. Yeah, I played the first level, uh, the demo, and I, I I didn't I didn't get into it then. Uh, I I think I just need to try again. Um, well, it's like everything, man. You know, it's like I tried to play um, Kingdom Hearts a while back because my my buddy is really into Kingdom Hearts. Who's one of those guys? I had, <laughs> dude, I I had to get it. It took me like three or four times, man. I I played that first you know world like three or four times, and finally I'm like, I'm gonna sit down and do it. Right. And then I got all the way to the end. And I'm playing against the last boss, and I'm just like, This isn't fun anymore. I don't feel like. I don't want to, I don't think I want to play this anymore. And he, he got so mad. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's some bitch. He's like, you just finished the freaking game. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I did, that I'm with, gonna... I did that with Kingdom Hearts 3. I played the whole thing. And then towards the end, it's like boss fight after boss fight. And I was the same way. I was just like, you know what? Eh. Uh, eh. Then, you know, I get, I get better things to do with my time. Exactly. You know, it's just like, I, I got it sitting up here. The same thing too. I've got Kingdom Hearts two. I got the remixed version mm-hmm. where I have all of them there, and then I have three. It's it's still sitting in the wrapper yeah. right here, <laughs> and I'm just like, I have. I'm like, I'm never gonna play this. I just, I'm never gonna play this. It's just gonna happen. It's gonna sit on my dad, my chair, and my kid's gonna say, "Daddy, one day, one day's gonna come up and go, Daddy, what is this?" And it's gonna still be in the wrapper exactly. when he's like 15. And I'm just like, go play it. You know, maybe you'll maybe figure you out can what tell like. me what it's about. Actually, that would yeah. be nice. And, <laughs> And then we could have a podcast about it. (laughs) Yeah. My kid explains Kingdom Hearts to me. I would actually listen to that. I said, my kid explains all the cool nuances of being cool. And I'm just like, YOLO. And he's like, shut up, dad. Shut up, dad. (laughs) Shut up, just shut up. I'm like, look, I can dab. I'm cool. He's just like, that's no, we don't even do that anymore. What's it, what is it, the things the kids do now? I'm sorry. I, I, I say they, they, the kids, they do this thing to their arm. And I'm like, I don't even fucking know what that means anymore. So, you know what I'm talking about? They're like, they're like, Oh, I don't. I don't even know what that is. I don't know to either. That's why I said I was talking to some kid the other day. So at work and he just like straight up poked like did this. And I was just like, what? Like, what does that mean? He like well, mumbled. Well, something I see at me. there's a there's a kid walking by outside. I could like run out there and ask him. Like, I mean, <laughs> what is this? To, hey, hey, what's this mean? He's like, ah, I, this is, this is great. This is like great audio because no one knows what we're doing. <laughs> Hey, we're good. So we're pointing at our, it's the two fingers and they point down to like your middle of your elbow, like the inside of your elbow. I have no, I'm so out of touch. guys. I'm just, just, I'm I'm so out of touch at this point in my life. I'm just, I'm going to listen to my Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Mm -hmm. all my oldies and maybe a little older music. And I'm just going to like slip away in this, you know, soliloquy. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to be senile by the end and all this. So it'd be great. So. But yeah, so before I lose my memory and I forget all about, you know, Dishonored, um, this, like I said, this, there's so many different ways you can play in this game. And like you were saying earlier, you have all these different powers along with a lot of basic uh, gameplay mechanics, like with your weapons. So if we remember correctly, we have the crossbow Mm -hmm. you have, which has like three different types of darts. Yep. You have the a good old trusty uh, switchblade, mm-hmm. and then is there? You just have the regular like. There's, there's a punt. There's have, a pistol. A pistol, a and then you have the yeah, and then you have the uh, the choke. Basically, like you you suffocate somebody and they fall asleep or whatever. Yeah. yeah, the choke. That's what it is. Those are the main three like melee type attacks slash range attacks that you can interact with people, and then you have like a, a ton of different little uh, specialty uh, like spells yeah essentially abilities yeah that, that you can choose the, from the outsider gifted you these these abilities that you can yeah. purchase with you, these do runes you wanna, do you want to explain what the outsider is for people that haven't done that yeah it's like uh some kind of nerdy shit uh <laughs> <laughs> no it's the outsider Nerd. is he's 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 a he's a chaotic being kind of like a god basically that's been around for a long time that marks certain people with his mark and by doing so you have these abilities these powers you have stuff like um so we mentioned blink uh, short teleportation you have dark vision which allows you to see through walls see collectibles things you need there's um possession which is self-explanatory um there's bend time which when upgraded can stop time completely and then there's a there's a whirlwind which is like a force push basically and then you have um a devouring swarm which is where you can summon shit ton of rats yeah and they'll, that's they'll right eat people um, it's super helpful if you want to get rid of bodies but yeah. it also like upgrades your chaos meter really See, high. Never, made, never made no sense to, the, the, wow that was southeast missouri coming out <laughs> right there and it made no sense to me at all um 
it uh it didn't make any sense to me that if you like suffocate them and they fall down and then you send the swarm of rats after them to get rid of the body it's like oh that's increases your chaos i'm like well i guess technically <laughs> i did kill them <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of rude. The, but, you know, the only whatever. way around it is if you knock someone out and then you throw them in the water. That doesn't count as a yeah. kill for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're going to drown. I'm like, I don't know. Okay, whatever. You're just like, you're just like they're in the God's hands now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take them, outsider. Do them as you will. So so around the world, though, to, to upgrade these abilities, you need more runes, which are made from uh, whalebone carvings. There's also bone charms, which are like small perks that you can equip. Um, mm-hmm. But there's this obsession, this cult of the outsider that's been built up of people who find these and they worship them because they will slowly drive you insane because the outsider is not a force for good or evil. He's just chaos and us mortal beings can't handle it. Um, So you'll find them scattered throughout the world and you'll find different people like erecting altars and shrines to him, which is quite creepy, quite creepy shit. (laughs) It's very creepy. So it's a really cool thing. So kind of tying in with the uh, second uh, expansion, uh, you know, it's called Death of the Outsider. So when I was reading uh, about the Outsider uh, in preparation of this, so he is essentially, he's actually used to be a normal person from what I've gathered. And whenever the world kind of like decides or the, uh, the, uh, other plane because he lived he lives on this other like plane of existence essentially yeah. and that's where you go and you meet him every once in a while this other kind of plane of existence is uh kind of decides hey i want to we need a new era and to try to you know try to interact with the other world they basically it basically you know tries to work in a way to where somebody else will come in and basically kill the current god mm-hmm. who is the outsider and basically take on that mantle mm-hmm. and that's kind of i don't know i haven't played the death of the outsider or not i only did it once I, and i and I, I vaguely remember it's actually really hard if if i remember yeah. right like the well i mean oof. he's he's the guy that gives you all your powers mm-hmm. so yeah i i could imagine that yeah so that's kind of like the, they always kind of like the way all the uh lore and stuff kind of set it up is that the outsider like the death when the death of the outsider occurs or uh during while that death the outsider that current outsider is alive that is the era in which our or that current world where dunwall and all that stuff is at that is the age in which they live and whenever that outsider dies it basically starts to crumble and fall which is kind of what you're seeing now is kind of starting to see the decay and the fall of the cities and the and the states to basically make way for another world which since they called that last expansion Death of the Outsider, I don't know if they're going to come back and try to make another another game or a, a Dishonored 3, which would be really fun. Yeah. I just don't know if it would be, I don't know if it would be feasible if they would want to even try to do anything like that. So, yeah. But, but it, like you said, the, the Outsider was a really kind of cool concept that they, they throw in there because he, he gives you kind of the opportunity once you meet him to like, like try out your little, you know, cool little tricks and like jump across the little floating rocks and all that stuff. Yeah. And he kind of, you know, helps you out a little bit. But like you said, he's, he's never really a force for good or evil. He's just like, wants you to be an agent of chaos yeah. a little bit. And I kind of like, I, I don't know, like if you look at other agents of chaos throughout like film and other, you know, video games, I like this kind of agent of chaos a little bit more than say like the joker yeah. or i'm trying to think of anybody else um those, like those... taxi driver oh, Travis uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah a little bit more i'm trying yeah. to think of anybody else that would really even fit that kind of like um that uh that you know iconic or that uh that uh paragon a little bit maybe i, I do like the, I don't... the outsider as that because he 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 presents himself as as so ancient you know like whenever you yeah. have a, a chaotic an agent of chaos enter into a, a space in a story. Usually what they're doing is they're angry at the order and they're trying to upset it. The outsider existed before there was an order. He just doesn't get a shit yeah. about the order. And he just needs certain of these, of his agents, certain of his followers of which you're one of them because you know, he branded you um, to do some of these certain tasks and he just can't do them himself, you know, or doesn't want to, doesn't want to show himself. Um, and I, I like that. And, and I think that's, it's almost Lovecraftian, right? The way that he, oh, yeah, he drives people insane because they just can't comprehend him. You know, it's not he's not like Satan or something where he's like, I will corrupt your mind. No. It's more like he yeah. he's so other that being around normal people 
they yeah. can't handle it. He could he could care less whether or not you do what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. You know what what he wanted what he what he tasks you to, with with doing. But if you don't, like he'll just keep visiting you, asking like, "Hey, have you done that yet?" And slowly over time, you're gonna go insane from just being around him. Mm-hmm the whole time and it's like because he'll constantly like visit you in your dreams yeah. or whatever it is so in a way it's like he has a purpose but at the same time it's like he's ambivalent he's like oh if you die i'll just pick somebody else to do my job for me yep. and, and it doesn't really bother me at all yeah so and that, that that's just the way he's just very it's an ancient god ambivalent. man <laughs> yeah <laughs> they made ancient gods they don't got time for this shit they don't have, well, I mean, unless you're Zeus and all you have time for is turning into animals and having sex with women, but that's, that's, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's Greek. That's Greece, man. That's, that's Greek. way different. And they're, and they're really weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> some really weird mythology. But anyways, so like like we said, you know, we've kind of discussed all the, the major uh, gameplay storylines and stuff like that. Um, what is the critical, the critical reception of this game was actually like very well received for this first game yeah. it's it, obviously the second one it dipped a little bit but i mean you got everything between um it averaged around uh 8.5s out of 10s which is around 80s out of 100s depending on what critic you know uh critical reception you have right uh and this is just a, a brief little um kind of synopsis of uh one uh tom hoggins of the telegraph which is a newspaper for you kids out there <laughs> uh said that the this is like uh this is a thinking man's game from the turn of a century which cherishes which cherished player choice and control uh he compared it again uh, comparing it against contemporary noisy brash thrill rides obsessed with military oorah and barely integrated set interactive set pieces and that is so true yeah i mean it, it, to be fair that's that's what a lot of people like that's why a lot of these games that bethesda has made you know, apart from things like Fallout 76, which, you know, we don't have to talk about and I can maybe bash him later. Yeah, I tried, man. I, I put so many hours into that game. And I tried. <laughs> um, but it, it, you get so many different like you can interact with things in so many different ways and it's so much fun to do. And I think that's what really sets these kinds of games apart from, you know, something simple like, you know, FIFA 2012 or whatever, 2021 or whatever it is, whatever sports or, or, game you're playing. Or any Call of Duty single player campaign, you know? Where all this, all this stuff sort of happens in front of you, and you're like, "The ship's going down!" And you see, like when they say barely interactive set pieces, like you're just in the carrier, like you're waiting, you're seeing all the stuff occur in front of you, but you're not really yeah. in it as often. Yeah. And like so, th- something like this, or even just to say like Uncharted. Uncharted has amazing set pieces in the games, yep. right? It's so interactive. You really feel like you're doing it. Um, when they set the player as the one in control. It makes it's why you play games, right? I don't play I don't play games to be a bystander. <laughs> nope. Nope, not at all. And well, and it's kind of bashing something that we've been playing. Uh uh Halo, right? Yes. Yes. I mean that is that is that is what the they do. And they did that is is the straight up definition of this kind of like set piece and watching a cinematic trailer, you know, and then you kind of go in and play a little bit and then another you know, another, you know, big cinematic thing. Mm-hmm. And it gets old after a while. And it's fun. It's nostalgic. And it's it's good to go back to do that every once in a while. But man, it's just, it's something about it. I mean, just to go in and really interact with the world and have a, ha- have an effect on it. Because like I said, no, so many games don't do that. And I think a lot's why a lot of games nowadays are branching out and they're doing things like exploration and crafting and you really interact with the environments that you're around with because it changes but not all of them have the same effect and they don't change like uh dishonor does mm-hmm. uh, or say uh fallout 4 where you know if you make certain alliances with certain people you can't with other people right. and it's the same thing with fallout 3 and new vegas as well um which that's a whole other ball of wax i would love to get into someday um but that's what I love about these games is because they, they cut things off for you. If you, if you decide to go one way or the other, and it's, it's really, it's like you said, it's a cherished kind of memory for me at least. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. um, Would you ever want to let your little, I don't know if your little girl is even into video games or anything like that yet, or uh, even interested in that kind of stuff or watches you. She does occasionally. Would you, would you, would you like to let her, uh, would you offer her to play this game? Like say, Hey, Hey sweetie, would you like to try this one day? Or, I think I think I would. I think like I I had some big memories about a bunch of games. Like my dad would um, 
we had a nice uh, computer back then. And when I was a teenager and my dad would get us, give me like a new game every year and I would just mm-hmm. become super obsessed with it. And they were always long, um, really detailed kinds of games. So like we did um, one year was um, what's that called? Crisis. And, Oh yeah. And my dad was in it. And so he, we actually had a computer that could run crisis and it could oh run God. it pretty well. <laughs> and we could do the level creation and all that stuff. So I spent a solid year of my life playing literally nothing except crisis and I, I know that game, like I know the back of my hand. Or like the first Assassin's Creed, same thing. A whole year just playing Assassin's Creed. That's awesome. And I think that this game has enough in it. There's enough collectibles to find. There's enough of like the Dunwall City Trials. There's enough mm-hmm. here that, I mean, if I kept coming back to it for 10 years, uh, I think I, I think it'd be like a gift to my kids. So yeah, whenever she gets a little bit older, um, I don't really know how to even do video games for kids. Like we've, <laughs> she's watched me do some platformers and stuff, yeah. but, uh, and like I got her ape escape too. And so I'm waiting until she's, I don't know, maybe four or five and I'll try her on that. Cause I start, that was my, like one of my first games is ape escape and it's so easy. I don't know how to do How do you, how are you doing it? Are you doing it? Uh, I'm trying. So I've actually, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this. I'm practicing on my nephews right now nice. <laughs> <laughs> before, before I, before I ruin my own, um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, my, which my, I hope to God, my sister didn't listen to this, um, <laughs> in, this far into it. So maybe she'll kill me later. Um, but no, so her, her oldest, he is eight, seven or eight. I'm trying to remember, but he's at that age. He's really starting to get into games. And so I've kind of noticed that that's the time frame where I'm trying to like, I'm starting to kind of weed things. So I gave him my old 360, actually. I have a ton of old games where like, I'm, but I've noticed he really kind of stick into core, obviously the ones that are geared more to kids, but he's playing a lot of Lego Batman. Oh, nice. I have tried. So I'm actually going to, uh, uh, I know they don't, the, the boys don't listen to this. Yeah. I'm actually going to get them a, uh, a Raspberry Pi and I'm going to try and uh, format it with a bunch of old uh, NES and SNES games oh, and a cool. bunch of different stuff yeah. and throw it on there. I'm gonna, I want to get it for them for Christmas to let them show like, hey, this is the kind of stuff that you and my, my, my your mom and I used to play and your dad even um, at the time. So like, try this out, see if you like this stuff, you know, and I'm going to try and, you know, curtail it a little bit hopefully make make it a little bit more friendly maybe probably won't put mortal Kombat in there no. <laughs> but i'll put some stuff in there that i'm sure they'll like like you know i could put in stuff like like the like goof uh goof troop game yeah. that i used to play all the time that on snes or any or anything you know that they would be you know my maybe my sister maybe things my sister probably won't approve of but um but things i think i would like i think they would enjoy but you just i can i can tell they've already got that kind of mind to try to go in and try to you know, as long as it's more of an open world thing, I think they're more into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And obviously, whatever your daughter's into, it's obviously the easiest way to get her into something like I'm sure you might have to suffer through maybe like my, my Little Pony, you know, Friendship is Magic video game oh or something gosh. like that, maybe. Yeah, no, my, my sister's <laughs> my sister's had this Barbie game. I, I, I hesitate to call it a game because a game is something you're supposed to drive enjoyment out of. Uh, and I don't think that I, I, there was no enjoyment for me watching this game. Not that because it was about Barbie, but it was just so janky and it was such a piece of garbage and they loved it. They loved every frustrating second because they never played anything else. And I was like, no, yep. there's so many other games. Like we like this one. It's colorful. I was like, no, it's a bad game. It's so no. janky. It doesn't even work. And like, as we're, as we're talking, it like bricks and, and it kicks out and like, see, yep. Like, look, yeah. look, da- trust me, daddy will find you the, a better like I, stallion I do breeding it. I game. will do it. We'll, we'll, we'll work <laughs> it out. Um, watch, watch, watch. You're going to get this like you're going to find like authentic like uh, uh, was it uh, horse horse manager 2020 <laughs> and you're going to like give it to, give it to her. Like, this is great. And it's like the actual interaction like you have to like go and like get a stud bring out a stud. Your wife's like, oh my God, it's educational. It's educational. Come on. <laughs> what is it? What is it from uh, Freddie Got Fingered? Look, daddy, I'm a farmer. Yeah. I'm a farmer daddy. <laughs> it's awful. That's an awful reference. Why did you do that? I don't know. My brain went right there, and I was just like, "Oh God!" Now it's stuck in my head. Oh yeah, that's that's a, it's one movie I've only watched like twice in my entire life, and that was one times too many. It, it was two times too many, actually. It was yeah. I, I've, was aw- I've only seen individual <laughs> scenes from it. I could never do the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, there's so many times. Like, yeah, for some reason, my dad loves that movie. I don't know why, but anyways, so. But yeah, I, I really hope to try to get my kid uh, to my, both my kids. I don't know if uh, the other one will be into it, but obviously she's more worried about just, you know, 
drinking milk and sleeping and pooping at this point in her life but sounds great but yeah it's hey you know what that's what i'm probably gonna be doing when i get older too so um probably not the drinking milk but sleeping and pooping exactly you know it'll be it'll be whiskey (laughs) (laughs) oh absolutely it's it's nature's milk I don't know. That's what my brain went. That's good. Anyways, before we go down the rabbit hole of just like random BS, I just want to say thanks, uh, Vito, for coming by and and waxing a little bit with me about this game that we love so much. I'm uh, hopefully going to have you back on um, here in the new future, maybe in a couple months, maybe even less than that, um, to try and talk some more, either some more Bethesda or maybe even dishonor too we can bash it a little bit yeah you know who knows we'll, we'll hash it over and we'll see so but uh do you want to tell everybody where they can uh, find you at yeah you can find uh, our podcast at nyfmovies.com you can follow us on twitter at at nyfmovies we're also on facebook and on instagram and you can download our episodes anywhere you get your podcasts and if there's a place that you found that it does not have us let us know so we can put it on there yeah, guys, go check them out because, like I said, I I love listening to their podcast. It kind of makes me laugh a little bit because they they we have we we all for whatever reason we met at the right time and and we all kind of like we vibe mm-hmm. perfectly. And I love listening to you guys because they actually just did one on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, just came out today, mm-hmm. uh, the day that we're recording this. And I've already halfway through it, and my wife's like, "You just you just never stop do you, <laughs> with the, with the podcast." And I'm just like, "No, I love it." But but go check all this. They don't just do um uh just uh fantasy stuff they do all kinds of stuff you did uh the man who shot liberty valance mm-hmm. and and they do i mean all kinds of stuff guys like i said just go out check them out they're a blast to listen to thanks um on top for us um if you are wanting to look, look at any more about our episodes check out our back catalog at seriously pointless conversations uh on podbean or whatever uh subscription you know podcasting website you want to go to itunes whatever it is uh you can also catch us on facebook uh instagram uh twitter we're mostly on instagram and fa- i'm sorry twitter and uh, facebook mostly instagram eh, i don't know i can only do so much <laughs> so um but like i said guys if you have any questions or concerns hit us up at uh, seriously pointless convo at gmail.com like i said tell us what you like about the podcast tell us what you hate about the co- podcast do you like what we're talking about um do you have any suggestions that you know things that we can change um but like i said it, it it's it's all about the listeners and it's all about you know what you guys want to listen to as well um because like i said we can we only have so many ideas in our head before we run out so <laughs> but luckily there's also the internet so mm-hmm. uh Vito, again thanks for having uh come well, thanks for having me Vito. <laughs> um anyways i'm so used to saying that thanks for coming on and and uh you know hitting the ball around and and talking about what you loved about the game so um, like i said uh, we'll get out of here in a little bit but uh again thanks for stopping by man i right. appreciate it man it was a blast all right guys have a nice day bye if you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our youtube channel at seriously pointless conversations if you have questions or concerns please email us at seriously pointless convo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.